in this perspective series, you will see how the book of Nehemiah shows that you are uniquely needed. So we're into Nehemiah 10. Now, before we get to Nehemiah 10, um, a couple of quick things about memory. Now, neuroscientists, or people who study our brains, have shown that every time we remember something, we're actually um, reassembling um, the event from just traces of things in our brain. And we're reconstructing the event in the moment. Now, sometimes we might be um, remembering like uh, stories we've told of that thing that's happened in the past, or we've kind of got little snatched fragments of it. But in, in remembering something, there's an activity on our part to, to recreate it. And the studies show things like, you know, there's a Toronto study that showed that um, we, we can often be relatively accurate within two days. But beyond that, our, our actual recollection, our memory of what the event or the thing that happened was, um, is much more inaccurate. And so um, scientists or, you know, neuroscientists, people who study the brain, they, they basically say memory is to a degree unreliable. You know, there, there's a, an inherent unreliability in things that we are remembering. Um, they would also say that our memory is is adaptive. It's kind of like um, reshaping, you know, and, and it's um, accommodating the situation we're in. So based on the circumstance I'm in, if I'm remembering something that's happened a while ago, what I'm remembering will be flavoured by the circumstance that I'm in. Our, our memory, our, our recollection is not um, perfect or accurate. And, and memory is flexible. There's... Um, uh, a great quote from um, uh, Elizabeth Loftus, this memory researcher, and she says, I, I think basically she says, like, memory is kind of like a page on Wikipedia. You can go in there and edit it, but but so can other people. And and so the the so what from neuroscientists is our, our memory is is reconstructed. It's not necessarily accurate, and there's a there's a flexibility to what it is. Now the reason I mention this is because humans are creative, and and I don't just mean creative in terms of art and music and writing but we're creative with our memory and our past you know there's this adaptive um re recollection this active process in remembering things that have happened because we're intuitively creative beings and it's a beautiful thing but it's also a, a downfall for us see because what you see throughout the old testament what we've seen through some of the, the chapters we looked at in nehemiah so far is people creating their own versions of God or what he said. See, when they're thinking back and they're looking at things, they're they're remembering things or they're kind of, you know, they're being active in their recollection and they're, they're creating their kind of a godly version of their lives or kind of their own version of who God is or, or what he says or what. But that is a significant problem. And it's a problem not only for the people in the Old Testament or the people in Nehemiah, it's a problem for the church now. It's a problem for Christians now. When we take a creative approach to what God has said is a fact, then we end up in a dangerous place. So many of the problems in the world just now are because they have recreated or deviated away from what it is that God has said. God made them male and female. God said you need to, the, the, the best way to live is in relationship with me and we've deviated from those or, or you know the, you know we think oh well, God says this but ah surely what he meant was this and we start to kind of you know kind of actively recreate this version of God 
We create narratives about who God is, what his, what his motivations are. Here are the facts. Who God says he is, that's who he is. Who God says I am, that's who I am. Life is best lived when we live in exactly the way that God has called us to live and not by a, a, a recreation of our view of who God is or our view of what God has called us to do or what God has said. That will always lead to problems. And so in Nehemiah 10, after reviewing their history and, and rediscovering who they are, who God is, what he's called them to live as, they realized that they are far removed from all three. They've drifted from understanding who God is, understanding who they are, and understanding how God has called them to live. And so they recommit themselves to kingdom living, to godly living. That's what they recommit themselves to. And there's a continual mention all the way through um, Nehemiah 10. They keep saying, as it is written in the law, as it is written in the Bible. See, they've measured themselves against what the Bible says, and they found that they're off course. And so what they're doing in chapter 10 is they are readjusting their views, their thoughts, their opinions to be in line with the facts that God has said and God has stated. And they recommit themselves not to neglect the things of God and, and start to assimilate with the, the world and the people around them. And so Nehemiah 10 basically highlights the continual need for us to return to the explicit things of God and not our creations of what God says or what God's called us to live or the compromises that we make or that, you know, the kind of this, oh yeah, no, but this is kind of what it is. No, no, no. We need to return to the explicit things that God says and states. Now, a bit of a spoiler alert for you. They don't stick to what they commit here. <laughs> By the time we get to Nehemiah 13, you see that they've um, they've already again strayed from the things that they commit to here in Nehemiah chapter 10. See, although they realign themselves at this moment in time, they again start to actively, creatively drift from God, from who he says they are and how he tells them that they're supposed to live. They start to neglect to do the things God has said to do the things that God knows are good for them, that they rediscover, they say, ah, oh, this is good, this is the best thing for us. And they start to drift again. And so here's a fact that you see in Nehemiah 10. I and you need to realign ourselves to God. I, I, I Undoubtedly, I have drifted in my view, my creative memory, my, my sort of kind of you know, short-term memory, my holding view of who God is. I've drifted from the truth of who God is. I've drifted from my uh, understanding of who God says I am and how he's called me to live. Right now, at this moment, that's where I am. I've drifted from it. And tomorrow, I'm going to need to realign myself with God. Because by tomorrow, no matter what I do today, Tomorrow I will have started again just to drift, creatively drift or, you know, just, and I will need to realign myself with who God says he is, who God says I am and how he's called me to live. Church, whatever church you're part of, church, we need to realign ourselves with God. 
the church has drifted from its view, the right view of who God says he is. We have drifted from understanding our role as the church of God, of what he has called us to do. And we have drifted from living in the role and the mandate that God has commanded his church to live with. And this drifting will keep happening. We are constantly in need of bringing ourselves back into line with who God says he is, who God says we are, and how we're supposed to live. With who God says he is, who God says the church is, and how the church is meant to live. Now, the desire of me always is for a magic bullet. <laughs> I'd love it. You know, I'd say, oh, God, you know, here's the one thing we need to do to make sure this works. But if I remember correctly, and I acknowledge my memory is sketchy, but it's never worked in the past. You know, I've phased in and out of good habits of of Bible reading or praying or fasting or or pursuing God's voice. I've I've tried things buzzing on my phone and popping up and doing it. I've tried new books. I've tried setting myself challenges. I've, I've you know, tried to achieve all sorts of different things. The, the truth is I, I struggle enough to control my choices today, let alone tomorrow in the future. I'm I'm alert enough and you will be real enough to know that there will be things you've tried in the past and they've just not worked. There is no silver bullet. All that counts is this moment now. Not your plans for what you're going to do tomorrow, right now. Stop listening to this talk. Don't procrastinate until another point. Right now, commit yourself again to Christ. Realign yourself to what he says. Spend time in prayer, even just fast from whatever you're going to do. And spend that time with God now. Whether you are, I need to use prayer or fasting or Bible reading, or maybe you just need to stop doing something you know you shouldn't be doing. You need to confess your sins. You need to call someone. Maybe you just need to go be generous. Whatever it is you need to do now to realign yourself to who God says he is, who God says you are, and how you are called to live. Do it now. At this moment now, like the people here in Nehemiah 10, recommit to kingdom living. Don't plan on doing it tomorrow because actually you're going to have to do it tomorrow anyway. And you're going to have to do it the day after and the day after. There is no silver bullet. The only thing we can do is moment by moment strive to recommit ourselves to God to do what the guys in Nehemiah 10 did, which is to realign ourselves with the word of God of who he says we are. You're not having to do this in your own strength. The Holy Spirit, the, the, the gift that Jesus said, it is better for him to go so that you could have the Holy Spirit with you now. Jesus, would you help us? Holy Spirit, would you help us now to recommit our lives to following you? Would you highlight basically where we have drifted, either in, in, in practice, some of these disciplines that are good for us, or where we have actively recreated a version of God? Would you let our, our creations, our, our falseness, just crumble away, Jesus, that we may again see, God, who you are, understand who you have made us to be, and recommit to live the life that you've called us to live? Amen.